Hello and welcome to the Inner Work Conversation. I'm Nikki Cross and today I am doing something that I, I was just about to say I have never done this before. I actually have. I did it in episode 106 where I talk about how I dealt with anxiety Um, And in that episode, I was talking about how I dealt with the anxiety that I was feeling. Um, Do you know what? I'd go as far as to say the anxiety attack, the panic attack. I know that there's a difference between the two. Please pardon my ignorance for using those words interchangeably. Um, But anyway, I know that that was an episode where I dealt with something and I was recording that episode in bed the day after. This episode is a little bit similar to that in that I'm recording this on the 12th of January, 2024. Now, next week, I have got two events that I'm going to be honest with you guys. I am feeling a lot of self-doubt around them. And given that I, the, the, the main thing that I help my clients with, my one-to-one clients, my clients inside the Inner Work Club, one of the main things that I support them with, well, the thing that I support them with is the inner work, the inner work so that they can navigate business in a way that feels powerful and confident and in a way that doesn't mean that their self-doubt and their inner critic and their limiting thoughts about what is possible for them is overcoming them to the point of limiting what they're actually doing in business. And so I've, I don't know if I've ever really explained this. And this is a chatty episode, by the way, because it's it's not planned. Um, what I'm planning to do is I'm planning to record this today like where I'm at, how I'm dealing with this. And then I'm planning to pause the recording and then come back to you after I've done the event. There's two events next week. One I'm particularly um, nervous about. I'll tell you why in a minute. Um, But I'm planning to come back to you in this episode after the event. So I'm going to talk to you about what I'm experiencing, self-doubt, how I'm sort of navigating myself through that as someone who teaches and coaches other people to navigate through self-doubt. And then I am going to come back in this episode and tell you how it went and tell you what happened. Um, But I I first want to explain to you, I have, if, if you're new here or if you're new to me and my work, so I'm nearly, I'm 38 this year. And I think I've been in learning and development either this year or next year for 20 years. I'm going to have to go back and look at when I first started in learning and development, but it's been a long time. <laughs> and the reason, the one of the main reasons why I left a learning and development role. So to be clear, I was working for other businesses where I was a variation of a learning and development consultant. Uh, So when I started, I was a trainer and then I did all of my accreditations. So I became, you know, when I, back in the day, when I was a kid, (laughs) when I was younger, being a coach wasn't a thing. Coaching was something that you did as part of your learning and development role. Being a coach wasn't a job, you know? So anyway, I find that fascinating, but that's not really what I'm here to talk about. What I'm trying to say is I've been in learning and development for a long time. And the reason I left the industry, left a job in that industry is because every single role that I worked in and the companies that I worked for and the people that I worked for and with were all amazing. So this is nothing against my career, my roles, the people, anything like that. But I just didn't like the fact that I wasn't getting the opportunity to address 
the, the, the reasons why people weren't able to successfully learn and develop. You know, so I would deliver training and I would see people go out on my training room and be like, yeah, we get it. We understand. We've increased our knowledge in that area. We've developed some skills. But when it went back to the workplace and actually implementing that um, that learning, they struggled. And it was for all of the reasons that I do what I do now that they struggled. And to be honest, same, you know, I... I am just like you guys. I'm just, even though I, I do this for a living and I know this stuff and I help other people and I support other people through it, I'm just the same. I have the same limiting ideas about what I believe is possible for me that need to be continually challenged. I have the same uh, self-doubt that comes up and I have to greet and open my door to it and not hide away from it. I have the same monsters in the corner of the room that want to live in the dark corner and lurk around um, the subconsciousness of my mind limiting what I will allow myself to believe I'm capable of. I have those things too. And it's for that reason that I started Thrive Lice, Thrive Lice, <laughs> Thrive Lice, <laughs> Thrive Life and Business, my business. I started Thrive Life and Business because I just wanted to only focus on the inner work. And that isn't me saying that the other work isn't important. So the other work is, you know, the strategy behind business, the how-to, the knowledge. You know, you have, to, if you want to be successful in business, there are skills that you have to develop. There, There is knowledge that you have to know. You have to. But, and this is, this is something I feel very strongly about, all of that can go to shit if the thing that's that is stopping you from implementing the knowledge that you've learned and the skills that you've developed is your self-doubt. You know, for example, you could um, go, I'm just really shit at public speaking and it's really stifling my career now. And I really like whether you're in employment or you're a business owner and you could be like, I'm going to do something about that. I'm going to go on a public speaking course. And you could go on that course and you could learn all of this knowledge, how to, and you could develop all of this skill. Maybe even on that course, you practice, you know, public speaking and you develop the skill uh, of how to, you know, project your voice and how to structure your speak, the thing that you're speaking about so that it's interesting. But if you don't do the work on holding the discomfort of standing at the front of that room and dealing with the faces that are looking back at you. And they're not like, I've learned this from being in learning and development. They're not thinking about what their face looks like. So one person's resting bitch face is actually just them thinking. <laughs> Whereas what you can do with your insecurities, if you're not skilled and developed in the inner work is take their resting bitch face and make the assumption that my, my public speaking is shit and they're bored and they think I'm full of shit. And it's all of the inner work that will stop you from actually implementing what you've, what you've learned. That's why I do what I do. And even still, <laughs> even still, I am currently faced with, right now, I am currently faced with my own self-doubt, my own voices that are roaring very, very loudly right now in this moment about what I've got on next week. So that was a long introduction and I'm very grateful for you um, allowing me the flexibility in this episode to come to you unprepared. And I'm hoping in me coming to you raw and unprepared 
that you're going to get what I want you to get from this episode because what I want to bring to you today is how I am currently dealing with my own self-doubt because it's roaring, it's very loud and I want to come to you in the, not like afterwards with some tips, I want to come to you with this is what's happening to me in this moment and here's how I'm dealing with it and then I'm going to pause this recording and then I'm going to leave it till next week after the event and I'm going to talk to you about how it went and all of those things. I don't know what I'm going to say in the second part of this episode because I don't know how it's going to go, right? So just some context. Although, like, I think that you would be fair, fair game to um, assume that I am completely comfortable with running an event because, as I've just explained, I've been in learning and development for a long time. I've been stood at the front of the room giving workshops, giving talks, giving... But I think that what's happened to me... what No, not what's happened to me. What I've allowed to happen is probably more accurate. I think... And I don't blame myself in what I'm about to say, by the way. So I don't need you to message me and be like, oh, you, you know, don't be hard on yourself because I'm not. Um, it's a skill that you learn in the inner work club of being able to self-reflect without being judgmental and critical about yourself. So um, during 2021, I was a carer for an elderly parent with dementia and they passed. And I don't think, I think, I think it took me the whole of 2022 to really recover from that. And I'm not, I don't mean here the grief part of it. And um, because having lost both parents, I think the grief aspect of losing someone, this is my experience. And I'm sorry if this is not your experience. I'm not saying it's anyone's shared experience. This is my own. For me, losing a parent to dementia was very, very different. The grief that comes with the um, losing someone to dementia is very different from the grief that I experienced from losing someone quite suddenly um, that was completely unexpected and they were generally um, there. You know, someone with dementia, my dad wasn't my dad when he passed away anyway. And there was a lot of grieving while he was alive. Anyway, what, I, what, I'm, what I'm essentially trying to explain is in 2022, I think that that year was about me recovering. I, I think that I hid that's what I think. I think I hid. I think off the back of a really rough time, I developed some, I developed a relationship with myself where to tell the truth, I don't think I was looking after myself. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't looking after myself as well as I, I usually do. And I don't, I don't blame myself for that. I'm not judgmental about that. What I am recognizing now is I couldn't see it in the moment. I couldn't see it during that year. And I developed some habits. I think one of the major habits that I can see has had a massively significant detrimental impact on my business is the habit of hiding because I needed to find myself again. Like, who am I if I'm not a carer for that person? Who am I now that they're not here? Um, and <laughs> now I've got all of this time back. Like, <laughs> you have to relearn who you are, I think. I had to relearn who I was. And so 2022 was very much a year of like just re coming back to center again, you know, and redeveloping the thoughts that I had about myself, the way I treated myself, the behaviors that I was um, doing towards myself, the way I treated my vessel, my belief in myself in business, you know. And um, I, I must say, from that place is where the Thrive First Method was born. The Thrive First Method is something that 
we still practice inside the inner work club now to this day and it's all about thriving first in your mind and your body and your spirit regardless of what you're going through out there what circumstances you're faced with it's about in this moment what does thriving look like to you if the outside circumstances are shitty as fuck how can you still look after your mind how can you still have a relationship with yourself where even though it's hard to navigate you're still prioritizing you treating yourself and behaving towards yourself in ways that aren't going to leave you like a depleted person when you navigate through this and you will navigate through this. That's where it was born from, just in case any any of you were, were wondering. But at the end of 2022 and going into 2023, I realized I was I was starting to experience the negative impact of my hiding. And so what 2023 was about for me, and if you want to hear my lessons from 2023, there's a recent episode, episode 207, 207, where I share my lessons from 2023. So I'm not going to go into that now, but what I experienced was, okay, I need to get myself back out there. I need to learn how to hold the discomfort of that again. And I, (laughs) and I need to stop hiding. I can't hide anymore. And actually what I, The big lesson that I didn't cover in episode 207, I'm going to touch on it here is actually what I, what I initially thought was a visibility thing. So if you, if you go back to episode 156, so I've mentioned a lot of episodes already. I've, I've mentioned, um, episode 106, where I talk about how I dealt with anxiety. I've mentioned episode 207, where I talk about my lessons from 2023 And I'm mentioning episode 156 just because that's the one that springs to mind where I was like, fuck this shit. Like (laughs) no more hiding, no more. You've got to allow yourself to develop the tolerance and the resilience within yourself again to um, experience the discomfort of what it means to be visible. And what I, what I actually learned was it's not really, the lesson was less so about visibility and more so about self-acceptance. Can I accept myself when I show up in my business and it doesn't get the reaction or the engagement that I wanted it to? Can I accept myself when I record an episode or I go live on social media or I I facilitate a meeting with a client or a prospective client and it doesn't really, I don't smash it out the park. Can I accept myself fully in those times? Can I allow myself to show up imperfectly without making sure that my appearance is a certain way? For me, 2023 was about learning that again. And so towards the back of 2023, I started put really, really putting myself out there. And one of, the, <laughs> one of the things that I have put myself out there to do is this event that is coming up next week. Now, I should mention, I've actually put myself forward for two events next week, both with the same um, collaborators. So if you're in the Merseyside, Cheshire, Liverpool region, um, Wirral, which is where I'm from, you probably will have heard of the leading ladies in business. So um, Claire and Cal, who run the leading ladies in business, um, they have a network, they have networking events, and they also have their own podcast that I'll link in the show notes of this. Um, I'm just making notes here. So episode 106, episode 156, episode 207, um, and the leading ladies in business podcast. 
I'm just going to link. I'm I'm mentioning all of these because I'm writing them down because I'll link them all in the show notes. If I don't do that, I will forget. Um, so anytime where I've been like, oh, I'll link that in the show notes and then I just haven't. That's why. <laughs> it's not because I'm a dickhead. It's because I forgot. Um, anyway, I I put myself forward for to go on their podcast. So that was before Christmas. And I was really proud of myself because this is for me, this is part of, you know, getting more visible and introducing more people to my work. You know, how exciting that I get to support and help more of you in 2024. And then I, because I'm in their Facebook group, I also saw that they were looking for someone to run a planning event for 2024. And I was like, I'll do it. I run this inside my own um, space, the inner work club. This is my bread and butter. And the, I, what I love about my planning sessions is I don't, I don't think that they are your normal planning session, your normal goal setting session. They're not that this is about, this is less so about what do I need to do? And this is more so about what am I willing to experience? And also what support will I need if I want to go, if I want to go for that? And not setting goals from a place of having that goal as something you can bop yourself over the head with as a, you you said you were going to do it and you didn't stick, but more so, what do I fucking want? What do I want? Anyway, I'm going to go off on a tangent if I'm not careful. Let me bring it back. So in summary, next week, podcast episode where they're just going to interview me and I don't know what I'm going to say and I don't know what I'm going to be asked. So that's fun. And then the other event, which is the one that where the self-doubt is really fucking roaring at me very loud. And what I want to talk to you about in this episode is actually me do me hosting, me facilitating that planning event for 50 women who are, I've never met. They're all business owners in, in this region. Now you would think, or you would be, um, it would be totally reasonable to believe that because I am constantly doing these events, that this is something that's like, Nikki, why are you even remotely concerned about this? Why is this even, why is this not a non-issue? Why is this something where self-doubt is roaring loud? I'll tell you why, because with the Inner Work Club, it doesn't really matter how many of you are in there. I feel like there's this connection. I feel like, I think it's because the majority of you, well, every single person who's in the inner work club or who I work with one-to-one, we know each other. You have either been recommended from someone else and you've been referred to, and you've probably listened to the inner work conversation, this podcast, and have come to work with me, or you found me and my work through the podcast, through the Inner Work Conversation, and you've listened to a lot of episodes and you genuinely feel like, I know this woman and I trust that she's got the skills and the experience and the um, professional integrity to get me to where I need to be, to do her job. And you come and work with me, right? So I feel like when anyone joins my work, I feel like there's already a quite a deep connection there. I'm really proud of that. and And also... I, I'm really, I'm really happy about it. I'm really proud of it. But also, I also should mention, it allows me to do my job well. When, when you come into my space and you already feel like I know her, I know her style, I like her style, um, and I, for those reasons, I want to work with her. It makes it easier for me because for me to be able to do my job inside the Inner Work Club, I need you to be open. I need you to say the things that you wouldn't dare of say, dream of saying to someone else 
but I need you to speak your truth. And from that truth, I can, I can do my job. I can work my magic. I can, I can help you. I can support you. I can um, give you new perspectives and help you see the world and yourself differently. And from that space, you can take different action. And with that different action, you can create evidence that is on the contrary to all of those shitty little thoughts that say you can't do it. Anyway, woo, anyway, (laughs) what is coming up for me in terms of this event? So that's where I was. You would be totally excused to think, well, you don't struggle with things like that because you run these events all the time. Yes, I do, but I run them to my people. I'm going into this event it's a fully booked event. Like the living, the, the leading ladies in business are like, woo, this is a fully booked event. And I'm like, woo, <laughs> fuck, shit. <laughs> because I know that I'm going to walk into a room of 50 women who I've never met before, who are trusting me, someone they've never met before, to facilitate a session that is fucking important. This is them setting out their vision for 2024. This is not a session that I take lightly. And I've only got an hour with them. And I'm like, the pressure that I'm putting on myself to really deliver for them, I'm going to, I'm going to say it's up there. Anyway, self-doubt. Oh, it's roaring at me so loud. It's really coming up. And I want, I need you to know about what this sounds like inside of me. I need you to know how I'm dealing with it. And, um, how, like in this moment, this is how I'm dealing with it in this moment. And I need you to know about that because if you're never going to come and work with me, I want you to at least have the tool. I want you to at least experience some of the transformations that you would be experiencing if you were coming to do this work with me. And I thought, what better of a, what better of a, how how can I use this opportunity of me going through self-doubt in the best way that I can. And I know that for me, one of the best ways that I can use the negative experiences that I'm going through, that I'm experiencing is by sharing them and using them for good. And that actually helps me. So recording this, it's not just helping you, it's actually helping me too. So, um, that's the context, that's everything that's happening. And, um, this is how I'm dealing with it. So let me first start off by explaining what does it mean and what does it sound like and what does it look like when I say self-doubt is roaring because it is roaring. It's caught, I can see it in like different stages with me. So firstly, there's like the underlying thoughts that when I'm with a bra off person, have I explained to you guys what a bra off person is? So a bra off person, (laughs) a bra off person is someone who you're so comfortable with that you just, you don't, you wouldn't feel the need to wear a bra with them, a bra off person. Even if the circumstances mean that, like I've got a friend who I meet for coffee. She's like someone else in business and we're always meeting for coffee outside of my house. So I do wear some form of bra. I can't believe I'm going here in this episode. (laughs) Um, But she's a bra off person. Does that make sense? Anyway, that these thoughts are the thoughts that would come out in conversation with a bra off person. But because I do what I do, I know that I have to bring them out even if I'm not in a conversation because they're there anyway. And that's my first tip to you guys is when you're experiencing self-doubt, it is likely that you will just experience the feeling of it. And what I want you to do is try and capture the thoughts. It's like the way I see it visually in my head is 
if I'm in the middle of this, um, you know, like a pinball machine or a swirly whirly coin machine where you put the coin in and it swells round and round and goes into the hole. It's like that and you're in the middle of it and the thoughts are like the pinball or the coin swirling round and round going so fast. And what I'm asking you to do, because you're feeling the stress and the anxiety and the, oh my fucking godness of those thoughts being so fast and so aggressive, but you can't quite catch the thoughts and that's what I'm asking you to do. So if I'm with a bra off person, it's very likely that one of those thoughts will come out. But what I'm asking, if you're, if you don't get the chance to be with a bra off person, I'm asking you to let them come out anyway. That could look like, write them down. It could look like capturing them on a voice note to yourself. So what I've realized is some of the thoughts that are coming out of me are thoughts like, you're going to fuck this and you're not, you used to be so experienced at standing at the front of the room, but you're not as experienced as you used to be. And but these women are paying to come to this event and they're trusting you to deliver this session. What if you don't deliver it well? What if you what if you get it wrong for them? And first thing I want to want to ask you guys to reflect on just as you're listening to me talk is what comes up in you when I say those things? Because I know what comes up for me. If I was listening to me say those things, I'd be like, that's fucking stupid. <laughs> you're not gonna fuck this. And you've been doing this for a long time and those skills don't just go away. And the very fact that you have such good intentions means that you will deliver for them. I know what logic would sound like, but self-doubt doesn't operate in that way. Self-doubt doesn't operate in this logical manner. Self-doubt is just going to be feeding you the thoughts that are going to be giving you the feelings of, oh my fucking God, and stress and anxiety. What I notice my brain then moves on to is it sort of like accepts those thoughts in without challenging them. If I leave it all to its own devices, yeah, it accepts those thoughts without challenging them. And I then move on to more catastrophic, catastrophic thoughts like, well, if you fuck this, it's going to damage your reputation. If you fuck this, it will have an impact on your business. If you fuck this, it's going to have revenue impacts and it's going to have reputational impacts and it's and it's going to mean that you will be in a in a more rejected space of failure and it's almost like my brain builds this thing up to be like this is your only chance this is your only thing that you're ever going to do even though i logically know that is not true but your brain you can you can it's almost like these things are so habitually ingrained as behavioral patterns. I think the negative thoughts, it creates this anxiety-filled feeling and I jump straight to the, the catastrophic, why can't I say that word? The catastrophic outcome. And what this, what this can cause, if you're not careful, if I'm not careful, what this can cause is for my actions to be fueled from that, from that place, from those thoughts, from those feelings, from those fears. And I won't allow that because I've been doing this long enough to know how to deal with them. So I'm going to share a few tips in this episode. But if any of this is resonating with you, I really want to encourage you to join the Inner Work Club because it's in the Inner Work Club where you will get the opportunity to bring this shit to coaching and allow me to hold space for everything I'm about to discuss and work through it with you. But let me share, if you're not going to join the Inner Work Club, let me just share with you how I've been navigating through it. 
So this can be part one of the episode. And next week, I'll bring out part two where I'm like, okay, cool. Events are done. Here's what I've learned. Okay. Uh, so like I said, fucking shitty little thoughts, causing me to catastrophize, causing me to feel awful feelings, causing me... And and if you're not careful, this is what I was about to say, if you're not careful, what that can then make you do is things that are not conducive to the outcome being positive. Things like over-preparing, things like, well, I'm just going to cancel it. I'm just not going to go to the event because I'm just too in this space. Or things not as outwardly dramatic as that, but things like you being very stressed inside and causing yourself harm, you know, causing yourself lack of sleep, causing yourself um, not nourishing yourself in ways that you actually would do if you were in a more resource place, which would actually contribute to a more positive outcome. So I want you to see there that, that it's not just black and white. It's like a gray scale of negative implications if you do not deal with this in in a way that is supportive towards yourself. So the first the first way that I've been dealing with this is and the first way that I would recommend that you deal with any self-doubt that is uh, aggressive and is not letting up is do not try to positive talk yourself out of it. Even though I, I know that like sometimes that's a thing that we're craving in those times, I've learned over the years that logic is already there. You heard it in me before. I know that some of the self-doubt that is coming up isn't real. I know that it's just my insecurities speaking out loud, but positivitying yourself in that space, it's almost insulting. It's almost like you saying to yourself, don't be silly, don't think those things. And it's it's not, I'm I'm encouraging you here to not, instead of positivitying yourself, when that isn't actually accessible because your brain is so far into the swamp, instead, I want you to aim for neutrality. I'm going to say that again. I'm going to say it in different words. I want you to, I want you to try and just get back to neutral. If if you're looking at a temperature gauge and you've got red is like the minus is the cold and green is the hot. Is green the hot? I don't know. No, no, no. I just want you to bring yourself back to zero, back to neutral, pH neutral. You know, I'm not asking you to bring yourself into full belief, which is, by the way with my clients that I coach inside the Inner Work Club and in a one-to-one capacity, I think what they start to realize is when they're experiencing this very overwhelming self-doubt and this inner critic chat, what they've always thought that they have to do is bring themselves into full belief. I disagree. I disagree. I think that it's a very powerful move to be able to bring yourself back to neutral bring yourself back to objectivity. So let me give you an example of what that looks and sounds like. If my self-doubt, if my inner critic is roaring very, very loudly, it's overwhelming, it's making me feel certain things, it's making me believe it. So I am going to fuck this. It's going to go wrong. I don't think I'm good enough for this. And therefore I'm going to give these people a negative uh, experience. It's That is then in turn going to damage my reputation. I'm going to make a show of myself. It could have a negative impact on my business results, right? When I say bringing yourself back into neutrality, I'm not saying take yourself into self-belief. 
So self-belief would sound like you can do it. It's going to be brilliant. You're going to have a great time and they're going to have a great time and they're going to recommend you to their friends and business is going to be booming. That's what self-belief would have you would have you hearing, would have you saying to yourself. I'm not asking you to even go that far. I'm asking you to just bring yourself back to neutral. It's like that coin thing that I speak about all the time. You'll have heard me mention it in so many episodes. One side is heads, the other side is tails. What I'm asking you to do is access that bit around the middle. On the one side, heads, that's like your positive side. It's going to be amazing. Don't worry at all. On the on the tail side, your negativity is it's going to be shit. You're going to fuck it. I'm asking you to access the objectivity around the middle. And what most of my clients find is that that is accessible. The objectivity around the middle is what is real? What is actually happening? So not what's positive and not what's negative. What is actually happening? Well, what's happening is I'm delivering an event for 50 people who I've never met before next week. And I've got the opportunity to guide them through their vision for 2024. And at the moment, I'm preparing for that session. That's the objective truth. That's the neutrality. How I feel about it, I recognize now is being driven by my fears. And I'm not going to try and positivity myself out of those fears, which leads me nicely onto my second tip. My second tip is when you know that you are leading up to something that is going to be self-doubt inducing, that is going to be self-critical inducing, your inner chatter is going to roar very loudly. I want you to do something that I ask my clients to do inside the Inner Work Club, which is set buffer time aside for your self-support, for your preparation. So a lot of people will set time aside to prep for things and set time aside to um, plan for things. What not a lot of people use time for is self-support. So as an example, uh, I know that when I go about planning this session this afternoon, which to be honest, I've got the bare bones, I've got the skeleton of it anyway, but I know that if I set myself an hour aside, I know the first 15 minutes of that hour is just going to be with me for me. It's going to be with me getting out all of the shitty thoughts that I think about all of the fear, all of the things that I'm telling myself I'm going to be shit at. And I'm going to get all of that out so that it's not inside of me while I'm preparing for the event. And I encourage my clients to do the same. If you're if you're setting an hour aside to do something, so let's say you uh, have a business, you got to show up on social media, and but your thing is I've never got anything interesting to say, and you set yourself an hour to do this thing. Give yourself the first ten or fifteen minutes to just support yourself through any of the disempowering thoughts that you actually have. Now, what most people greet me with there is, oh, the reason I don't do that is because I believe that by exposing those thoughts, I'll go deeper into them. I can guarantee you won't. I can guarantee that if you expose those thoughts and you expose them with, an, with a view to challenging them, you expose them with a view to supporting yourself, you expose them with a view to empowering yourself so that... Notice how the intention is always to empower you. The intention is always to support you. If you expose those thoughts, 
you can then have the opportunity to challenge them, bring yourself back into neutral. If you expose them, you're then able to at least know what you're dealing with. Instead of them, I always see them like when we don't look at them, when we when we pretend they're not there, when we brush them under the carpet, I always, in my head, I visually see that as like Pinocchio. Um, they are the things, you are Pinocchio, you're the puppet and they are the puppet master and they are pulling the strings. If you do not expose your fears and your thoughts and the inner chatter and the self-doubt, they're going to be running the show without your say-so. So why not expose them? Why not give yourself the buffer time during your week to actually support yourself through them as opposed to pretending they're not there. I say this in most episodes, wherever you go, there you are. And so wherever you go, there they will be. (laughs) And like I said to my client, one of my clients this week, if you've had 35 years walking around, treating yourself in these ways, um, behaving these ways towards yourself, that's going to be very natural for you to speak to yourself in that way, to behave that way towards yourself. And so it's going to take a concerted and conscious effort for you to do something that is different. And I'm asking you to, like, if you're experiencing experiencing self-doubt like I am right now, about next week, it's, you can't just think, oh, well, if I I don't look at it, it's not there. It's there. (laughs) That's why you feel as shit as you do. So we may as well expose it so that we've got the opportunity to challenge it. And when I expose just a tip that I'm doing right now, when I expose my own self-doubt, I then make them earn a place back in my mind. So the way I see it visually is, it's a little bit like if I spill them, if I put them out onto the paper and I can see them with my eyes, I've written that with my hand, they then need to earn their place back into my mind and my heart. So when they're down on the paper, it's like, right, now it's out of me. This might, is this making sense? I hope this is making sense. Now it's out of me and onto the paper. For you to get back in me, you've got to earn your place. And for you to earn your place, you have to be challenged by me, you know? Uh, So I hope, I hope that's helpful. The last couple of tips that I want to give you that I'm using is give yourself what you need. So my clients will be so used to me saying this and hearing this from me. What do you need? What do you need? What do you need? Because you're experiencing what you're experiencing, whether you like it or not. You, the outside circumstances, whether you, like me in this scenario, have invited them in, i.e. I have put myself forward for this event, or whether it's just something that's happened or is happening to you and you didn't have any influence or control over it, it's fucking happening. So one of the one of the best things that you can do is stop fighting it and just accept it. And then further to that, what do I need? What do I need? Do I need nutritious food? Do I need to list the evidence of the ways that I actually can do this? And I've got evidence in the past that I have done this before. Do I need to look back over that collection of emails from feedback from previous events where people have said, thank you so much for what you gave me. It's actually really changed. Do I need to look at that evidence right now? Do I need um, to give myself evidence that I can do it in this moment by doing something similar, but is lower risk? So that's me. That's what I'm doing right now. I'm giving myself evidence that when I show up and I share with an intention to give you some tools and from the heart, I'm giving myself a lower risk 
That's really fucked, isn't it? <laughs> my my fear is that I'm going to walk into a room and give 50 women a bad experience, but I'm actually comfortable showing up on a podcast that could potentially be listened to by the whole world. And I think that that's lower risk. See, like it's none of it is real. None of it is real, but that's how my mind perceives it. This is me doing that right now and giving myself the evidence that I can. And I want you to do the same for you. What else do you need? Do you need a bit of fucking compassion and kindness and to actually make yourself feel good? You know, do you need to think about the clothes that you're going to wear next week? Do you need to think about, I'm definitely going to be covering my greys over the weekend because that makes me feel good. What do you need? How can you make yourself feel prepared and good. And this isn't about how can I prepare it so that it's perfect and therefore I can't be um, judged or criticized or seen as, like what we're not trying to do here is prepare to the point where we're defending our hearts. No, what I'm asking you to do is prepare yourself. I'm asking you to ask yourself, what do you need? Do you need encouragement? Do you need a bit of breath work right now? Do you need a walk around the block? What the fuck do you need? Take responsibility for giving that to yourself in devotion to the thing that you actually want to go well, in devotion to that, you know? Um, and then my final way that I'm dealing with this self-doubt, and this is this is this last bit is a little bit like if all else fails, it's like like that, is if I am doing this right? So if all else fails and I can't get myself out of this self-doubt, I accept that it's there and I accept that those things could all be true. I might be shit and I, and this might go shit. You know how I feel about that logically, but just accepting it if all else fails. The last thing that I am doing for myself is I'm asking myself, who am I becoming by having this experience? Because linking all the way back to the beginning of this episode, I um, I recognize in 2022, hiding did me no good. It did. It might have felt comfortable. It's a little bit like you know, eating the shit food while you haven't got the capacity to cook yourself a nutritious meal. It might make you feel good in the moment, but if you do that for long enough, you know it's not going to be good for you. And so, as I'm experiencing the discomfort of this thing that I have put myself forward for. I am, if all else fails and the self-doubt will not shift, I am asking myself, who am I becoming by experiencing this? What what am I experiencing that will benefit my future self? And I wanna, I want, I want you to hear that from me. I'm not saying that you should love the emotional discomfort of this experience. What I am saying is when you've got no influence or control, I want you to accept it and I want you to normalize it you know, it happens. And I want you to focus on who am I becoming by having this experience? What am I becoming more tolerant to? What am I becoming more resilient to? What am I, what am I building by having inside of me by having this experience? You know, something I spoke to my clients about at the beginning of this week is responsibility, taking responsibility for what we want. I want myself to have a successful business. I want to be able to serve clients in multiple ways, you know, over Zoom in an actual event face-to-face. I want that for myself and I want that for my clients. But what that requires me to take responsibility of is zooming out and asking myself the question, what do I need to be willing to 
to experience in order for that to happen. And all of this has made me realize that if we can get away with it, we won't sign up to the struggle, right? So in 2022, I did do more of the things that were comfortable for me because I was dealing with the aftermath of going through a year of, if I'm completely honest, an absolute shit show. (laughs) And therefore I needed that. And I honor that. And I don't give myself shit for that. I needed that, but I will not allow myself to stay in that space because of what I want. I honor what I want. I'm devoted to what I want. And therefore I must take responsibility for the fact that it's normal for self-doubt to come up. And I'm going to normalize it and I'm going to allow myself to experience it. And furthermore, I'm going to ask myself and I'm going to look for who am I becoming by having this experience? Because that serves me. It doesn't just serve me. It serves the people who matter to me. So (laughs) all that is to say that I'm going to leave you now. Uh, I'm going to, I might release this as part one of this episode and I'm going to come back to you next week with a reflection of how the experience went. If there was anything that I did from this episode today uh, to next week to help further overcome the self-doubt I'm experiencing and all the little shitty thoughts that I'm experiencing. So maybe there'll be more tips in the next episode. Maybe it'll just be pure reflection, but I'll let you know how I go. And I'm hoping that you find solidarity in this episode. I'm also hoping that you find that just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean that it's wrong. When I go to the gym, when I push myself in a big run, you know, I mentioned in the last episode, I've signed myself up in nine weeks time. I'm doing another half marathon. It'll be my third. And I know it's uncomfortable, but I know the discomfort is meaningful. And I want you to experience meaningful discomfort. I don't want you to avoid it because I know that you and me have the capacity to hold that discomfort if we allow ourselves to. So all that said, I am cheering you on. Please never forget, I am always cheering you on. And I really do hope that you are cheering you on too. And you can hear that I'm cheering myself on too. This doesn't just go one way. This is a this is also medicine that I have to take too. And I'm taking it, trust me. (laughs) So all that said, thank you for being with me today. Thank you for sharing this experience with me today. Thank you for also recognizing that even the people who hold space for this work are skilled in this work, still have to practice that themselves. Um, And so I hope that this has served you in that way. Thank you for being with me. And I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.